Okay. Now we are going to uh, close the uh, retreat. You started with uh, the eight precepts and want to end the retreat with the five precepts. If you have the papers in front of you, and you may look at them. Uh, turn to page where you find the five precepts. If you don't remember the five precepts, better look at the paper and uh, start reciting. Okay. Oh, cousin. Oh, cousin. Huh? Is it not there? Huh? Yamang vadami tang vadeta Namo tassa bhagavato arato samma sambuddhassa
sense of vipassana meditation we learn the vipassana meditation in many ways but as i mentioned in my talk this is the the heart of vipassana meditation you cannot see impermanence in books can you see in impermanent in any book can you experience impermanent in any book no impermanence we experience in us this uh, when i say this 
that also should remind you of the qualities of the Dhamma. I don't know whether you have uh, read about the qualities of Dhamma. Dhamma is, uh, we recite it every day, both in Pali and English. Swaghato Bhagavata Dhammu Sandittiko Akaliko Ehipasiko Opanaiko Pachattam Veditabhu Vinyuhi. There are six words here. Swaghata means uh, well said. Well said. What is well said? Something that you can uh, experience in your life. It is universal, invariable, not changing from time to time, situation to situation. It is true. And Buddha said that from the time he (coughs) attained to the awakening on the night under the Bodhi tree, until the night he passed away under sala trees in Lumbini, in, in Kusidara. During these 45 years, what he said is so, not otherwise. <laughs> it, he puts his firm seal there, he said, what he said from that moment till he passed away is true. It will never change. And that is why it is said, well said, Swakata. Sandi Swakata Bhagavata Dhamma Sanditiko. Sanditika means something that we see in this very life not after death. Once we see it by us in this, we can see it in this very life. Only when we pay attention to it. (coughs) Otherwise, we cannot see it anywhere, anywhere else. For instance, uh, does suffering exist in books? <laughs> no. It exists in us. Does it really exist? It, 
it does not exist. But when causes and conditions come together, suffering arises. For instance, when greed arises, suffering arises. When hatred arises, suffering arises. When confusion arises, suffering arises. When greed passes away, suffering passes away. When hatred disappears, suffering disappears. That arose from hatred. When delusion disappears, suffering disappears. So, when this is what is called dependent origination, when one thing arises, another arises. When that disappears, what is arisen due to that also disappears. This is true. It can never be otherwise. So we cannot say suffering exists or it does not exist. It exists depending on something. That is very true and it can never be otherwise. Sandhityaga. Sandhityaku Ehipasiko. Ehipasika means uh, is an invitation. Ehipasika means come and see. This invitation, does this invitation, when we receive this invitation, we must ask three questions. Who sent the invitation? Where to go? What to see? One quality of Dhamma is come and see. Ehi. Pasiko, he means come, Pasiko means see. When you ask this question, three questions, who sent the invitation, where to go, what to see, we must ask these three questions. The answer is, answer for the first question, who sent the invitation, Nobody. Where to go that question for that question? Nowhere. To see what? To see nothing. Does this invitation make any sense? No. In ordinary sense it doesn't make any sense. But when you mindfully look at the question, it makes a whole lot of sense. Who sent the invitation? Dhamma sent the invitation. Dhamma. To go where? Where the Dhamma exists. To see what? See the Dhamma. What is this Dhamma? And where to go? 
not to books, not to libraries, not to supermarket, not to workplace, no office. But invitation says, come and see, come here inside. Come inside. Where is Dhamma? Dhamma is here, in us. And to see how we normally, this is what we say in Vipassana meditation, we, we Vipassana means seeing in a very special way. That special way is to see with our wisdom eye, not with this fleshy eyes. With this eyes we see outside things. With wisdom eye we see inside. So to see inside we close the eyes. When you open the eyes we see outside. So when we <coughs> focus ourselves this actually normally not too many people like to do. They always like to see things outside because we have very good eyes. Eyes are made, we are born with that for that purpose. But we have to make a very special effort practicing mindfulness to develop a wisdom eye to see inside. Then, when we see inside, what we see, the Dhamma, the truth, the truth does not vary from place to place, time to time. So, Swakato Bhagavata Dhammu Sandhityaku, uh, I forgot to mention Sandhityaku, Akaliku. Akalika, Akalika means unaffected by time. This Dhamma, was true then, true now, true in future. It will not change, <coughs> unaffected by time. For instance, when you, when hatred arises in you now, are you happy? No. When hatred arose 20 years ago, were you happy? No. When hatred arose millions of years ago in somebody's mind, were they were were they happy? No. When hatred arises, will arise in future, tomorrow, day out of hundred years later, would that make you happy? No. So, it does, it is not affected by time. It is true then, true now, true in future. That is the third quality of the Dhamma, the truth. Therefore, truth does not change. 
then i mentioned swakhatu sandityako akaliko ehi pasiko openaiko openaika means approachable approachable there is no obstruction if you want to approach yourself if you want to come inside to look at yourself there is no rules regulation obstructions uh, conditions <laughs> any moment any time you can look at yourself open eye approachable you can approach yourself any time day or night in crowd or alone in well or ill any situation you can approach yourself look inside sixth quality is pachyatam vedatamo vinyohi each and every wise individual can see by himself or herself each and every wise individual can see experience know it by oneself we don't need anybody or teachers books and so forth to see to understand what really is happening we can cheat anybody in the world anywhere but we cannot cheat ourselves we cannot uh, deceive anything anybody but we cannot deceive us and therefore what is this dhamma that we can see in us all the time that is the impermanence <laughs> that is impermanence unsatisfactoriness and selflessness when you want to see impermanence don't ask anybody impermanence in book will not give you iota of insight unsatisfactoriness in books in pictures in videos supermarket does not give you one iota of insight impermanence in you unsatisfactoriness in you and selflessness in you will open your eyes this retreat started last uh, friday how did you feel then and how you feel now did you learn it from a book from that day till now the feelings that arose in you where is that the perception that arose that at that time where is that now 
your consciousness of that at that time where is that now so when we open our wisdom eye we see this happening every fraction of a second all the time our eyes are impermanent the forms that we see with our eyes are impermanent they are external or internal form and consciousness that arises from de- depending on these two i visual objects when they come together consciousness arises consciousness is not is there as i mentioned suffering is not there but it arises due to causes and conditions similarly consciousness is not there anywhere to find in us only when two things come together consciousness arises it arises so quickly that there is no way to pinpoint this eros this moment it eros this moment and it do stayed this long duration is such and this moment passed away you cannot see these three moments of rising moment duration moments and passing away moments because consciousness arises and passes away so quickly depending on eyes eye consciousness particularly eye consciousness depending on eye visual objects consciousness arises eyes are impermanent visual objects are impermanent therefore consciousness that arises depending on them how can that be permanent similarly ear is impermanent sound is impermanent ear consciousness is impermanent when one is impermanent other is impermanent they are product how can that product become permanent similarly nose tongue body and mind all are changing impermanent how can we see this we can never see it in a book in a picture in a movie in anywhere in the world it is not there but it is there <laughs> when causes and conditions come together they are there when causes and conditions are not there they are not there i just want you to think 
that impermanence is so quickly changing, impermanence is so impermanent <laughs> that you hardly can notice it. And yet, when we pay mindful attention, impermanence is all over. <laughs> impermanence is all over, everywhere. That is why I mentioned the other day two similes. These are two similes. I want to emphasize these two examples that Buddha gave for us to remember this wonderful, wonderful simile. One is the simile of uh, the sunrise. Buddha, Buddha said uh, in, in the autumn, like now, trees, leaves have dropped from trees and the trees are bare. In the, in a day, when there are no clouds whatsoever to anywhere in the horizon to see, sun rises. Then there are not even shades of tree, tree, leaves, shades of leaves, because there are no leaves on trees. When the sun shines, that sun lights up the entire area wherever we are. Arizona or New Mexico or Washington or Bahana or wherever. Sun shines, lights up everything, no darkness whatsoever. Similarly, when we see impermanence, we can see impermanence everywhere. The shade of trees and so on compared to our ignorance. If there is a little bit of ignorance, that much we, our impermanence is hidden from us. When the sun is bright, lighting up every, everywhere, similarly, when ignorance is completely vanished from us, even from a fraction, for a fraction of a second, even from, for a fraction of a second, our ignorance, ignorance of impermanence, here ignorance means ignorance of impermanence, vanishes even for a fraction of a second, then our mind is filled with brightness of impermanence and we see impermanence very clearly. Second simile I mentioned is also from uh, Sanyutta Nikaya. The more I think of these similes, the more I am delighted. Because that is true. Second simile is Venerable Khemaka. Khemaka attain the third level of enlightenment 
overcoming five fetters, and uh, he is this close to attain full enlightenment, this close. But something was uh, blocking that way of attaining full liberation. Just like the shade of leaves that blocks the, that bring the darkness. He had this much, that much ignorance of self. So he kept on thinking, I am, I am. We can get rid of notion of soul or self, but the feeling I am still keep lingering in our mind. You cannot get rid of that very easily. I am. So, when uh, other senior monks asked him, uh, do you have notion of self? He said, no. Are you attached to the body, feeling, perceptions, thoughts, volitional formations? He said, no, I'm not attached to them. But, friends, I cannot get rid of this I am consciousness. I always think I am. Asmi mana in Pali. Asmi mana. And then he himself began to explain it. He said, uh, there's a lotus flower. Where can we find the fragrance, sweet smell of the lotus flower? Can we find it in petals, stalk? No. And yet, the fragrance is there. So the other monks did not get this message so quickly. Then he said, suppose you give your clothes to laundryman, your laundry to laundryman, and he uses, using various detergents, he wash your cloth and brings back to you and then the smell of detergent that he used to wash the cloth is still in your cloth. In order to get rid of that smell, you use very powerful deodorizer powerful deodorizer, then that smell of detergent will disappear. Similarly, when you practice mindfulness of impermanence, impermanence, when your understanding of impermanence is perfect, just like the bright sun dispels 
lightest tiniest darkness similarly your notion of self will what you call asmi mana i am will disappear while he was saying that he focused his mind not on the other people but he was focusing his mind on himself pachyatang vedita bhuvinyohi he saw it as an wise individual as a wise individual pachyatang vedita bhuvinyohi this to be seen by each and every wise individual that is the quality of dhamma so he focuses his mind on himself on his own notion of i am that instant he attained full enlightenment leaving that little darkness that he had in his mind similarly the monks who were listening to him also was very curious to see to hear what is he going to tell us what is he going to tell us how is going to get it of this detergent how does he find this fragrance in the lotus they were very curiously listening 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 and when he says this is the thing you have to do last stop last card is so seeing impermanence perfectly well that is and they also attain full enlightenment now this is one place don't forget that one place where both the teacher or the preacher and the audience attain full enlightenment simultaneously now friends <clears throat> this is how powerful the true of impermanence is truth of impermanence i want to reemphasize that our main theme of vipassana meditation is seeing this truth in us we can see impermanence superficially superficially seeing little wrinkles here gray hair or no hair and difficult in movement uh, difficult in breathing holding breath uh, going to bathroom several times at night and <laughs> uh, digestion is poor no taste uh, of food i remember i had a friend uh, i stayed with him uh, he had a, a little kitten uh, he kept the kitten on his lap and uh, uh, always he was you know with the kitten the little cat so the cat grew up and then this cat uh, comes and sleep most of the time with him one day he uh, passed 
you know, he defecated right in front of his bed, in his room. He was getting old. His smell was not that, what you call this, this, uh, what you call this, all faculty smelling was not very good. It is sort of almost blunt. Next morning he woke up and stepped right on the cat's litter. You know, when you step on cat's litter, you can see how <laughs> smelly it is. He did not know. He did not know. That is what happens to us. Even we don't smell well when you grow old. These are the superficial awareness of impermanence. But the deep, real impermanence takes place from the moment we were born along with the birth. <clears throat> impermanence does not exist over there and we are here. <laughs> it does not exist by itself. Whatever come in, comes into existence, impermanence comes along with that. That's, that, that. that's simple. Whatever comes into existence, impermanence is right with that along. We can say, whatever comes into existence, impermanent came into existence. Impermanent does not exist separately. It is there. It is so close to us that we cannot see. If it's outside, we can see. Since it is happening to us, inside us, we don't see. Until one day, we notice some superficial outer changes we don't know that it is happening. And therefore, <coughs> friends, we have to make a very special effort to face this truth, this reality, by training our mind. We train our mind not for other things, I mean, spiritually, in mindfulness meditation, of course, there are some other, you know, sort of fringe benefits. Those are, uh, what do you call, uh, consola uh, consolation prize. Uh, real pr number one prize is seeing impermanence. Everything else is uh, secondary. And therefore, this retreat, although very short, this is the, the diamond of meditation. I'm so glad that you came and you live with this message in your mind let that be the 
crown of your meditation. Crown of your meditation. And one day you will not regret that you spend your life understanding this reality and facing this reality when you breathe your last breath you will remember this oh yes yes this is true with this thought you heard the bell I want to uh, thank our friends Bhante Jasara Bhante Silananda Bhante Dhammaratana all of them uh, perhaps Bhante Dhammaratana helped in some other ways but these two monks gave Dhamma talks interviews and as answered your questions to make this retreat very successful and also I want to thank all of you who helped our cook <coughs> he is working alone in the kitchen and he put out uh, I think good meal every day and um, today for really for really for him uh, some people came to offer dana and today you will have a different type of food uh, so anyway all this help us to make the retreat very successful but where is that food that you ate Thank you very much.